Welcome back to 10 to Win the Podcast. Before we dive into part three of adversity, which is the interview portion, I wanted to let everyone know this episode will be slightly longer than the 10 minutes Kevin and I usually stick to. You are about to hear an amazing interview with incredible content that could truly make a difference in your life. Kevin and I felt the content was so good, there was no reason to cut any of it out to get closer to the 10-minute mark. So without further ado, please enjoy the interview portion of Adversity. Are you looking to get an edge in life but haven't been able to figure it out? Welcome to 10 to Win, the podcast hosted by Kevin Steidel and Jason Cullum. Give us 10 minutes of your time and we'll show you how to create a winning mindset. Welcome back to 10 to Win, the podcast, the podcast focusing on how to create a winning mindset in 10 minutes. This is part three of our adversity episode. If you are just tuning in for the first time, this is the interview portion. And today we have a special guest who's here with us explaining how adversity has helped him along the way create a winning mindset. Kevin, who's with us today? Jason, today our guest is Randy Allen. Randy and I have been friends for 25 years. How's that sound, Randy? Wow. Can't believe it. Um I know it really is. <clears throat> so, you know, Randy, I typically go through everyone's resume and just explain all the, the cool stuff they're doing. But, you know, today, because we've been talking about adversity all week long and you've got such a personal story, I'm going to kind of save the, the career track stuff and we'll just dive right in here. Um, Basically, you were a very successful sales manager in the advancing fields of medical devices and healthcare, advancing your career, became a loving husband and a great father to your son, Jack, growing your family. And you and your wife have another son, Lucas, and darling Luke, uh, why don't you just take the story from there? You know, Luke is born and, and start right there and we'll we'll kind of chime in with some questions for you yeah no um so yeah we, we jack was about a year and a half old and we learned that um we were we were my wife was pregnant with luke um and he was born and everything was great you know and he's a little kid he was sweet and then kind of fast forward like six seven eight months we just started seeing some um some kind of anomalies with kind of compared to jack and goes, hey, something might seem a little off. We're not sure what it is. He's not able to kind of sit up the way he did. He doesn't respond or cry or um, babble the way uh, the older did. And, you know, it, it's one of those things. I mean, as, as a parent, I'm sure you guys can attest to it. It's like you don't want to compare one kid to the next because they're all so different. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it was hard. It was hard not to. So we, we started, you know, trying to, we, we knew something was off and we were trying to figure out what it was. And, um, it was a, like about a 15 month journey for us to get a diagnosis. So we went and did countless tests and screenings and specialists. And, um, like I said, about 15 months after initially starting, we, we got a diagnosis and, um, you know, and when you get a diagnosis for something, it's great because it gives you peace of mind and, and a path forward. Um, but, but with Lucas, he, he got a diagnosis, um, which was great because it gave us an answer but there was no path forward. So he has um, a rare genetic disorder called creatine transporter deficiency. And um, net net, his brain cannot get the energy it needs to develop and function, which is what creatine brings it. Um, 
And unfortunately, there's there's no cure. There's no treatments. Um, and, you know, it's every every mutation of creatine transporter deficiency is different with every kid. There's only a, a few hundred kids in the world who have it or who have re- reported to have it. And there's only one other kid with Lukey's uh, mutation. So everybody's everybody's is different. Everybody responds differently. Some are extremely intellectually delayed. Some um, have seizures. Some have a really hard time keeping on weight. But, um, yeah, this was, um, you never expect it. You you never kind of think about what could happen when you're, when you're having a family. Um, and it was an interesting, an interesting 15 to 20 months for sure for us. Yeah. It sounds like it. I mean, can you go into just some of the emotions that you go through when you, you sit down with a, a doctor and they say, turns out your, your son has this rare genetic issue and, and we don't really know much about it or how to fix it. Yeah. I mean, when we got to that stage, you know, I was, I, I kind of geared myself up for, you know, expecting the worst. Um, but yeah, but I remember, and I remember first initially when some of these doctors were like, Oh, we don't know what it is, but he's just delayed. And I'm like, come on. Like, I, I, I want an answer. I need an yeah. answer. And it's, it's like, you know, coming from, um, you know, the professional career where, you know, there's always something you can analyze or plan for or execute. Um, you know, our family kind of felt a little helpless kind of going, gosh, we don't have answers. We don't know what to do. We're ready and willing to do something, but we don't know what to do. So then to, to your point, once we kind of get, um, a diagnosis, um, it gave us a ton of peace of mind, but it was like, geez, now what? Considering there's nothing, not not no known treatments. Um, so it was um, it was a roller coaster for sure. I bet we've been doing this podcast for several weeks now, Randy, and and some of the things that we talk about are how you can manage things while you have all of these other things going on in your life. So, you know, for you and your family you know, how did you cope with the adversity that faced your family when you were given this diagnosis specifically with no path as a cure? But in addition, how did you attempt to raise your family, keep your career on track, pay your bills and do the other 10,000 things that you needed to do in your life and all of that going on, yet still try and find a a way to research this disease, figure out if you could fix it, you know, and think about a potential path of moving forward. Yeah. I mean, that's, um, that, it's well put cause that's, that's what we did. I mean, I, you know, I think most people who have, um, kind of an appetite for growth or an appetite to get better, you know, eventually they realize what's really important to them. Um, so for us, it kind of, you know, sped it up. And so it was immediately, geez, there's nothing more important than our family. There's not. And, um, to your, to your point, it's like, gosh, okay, now we have to keep our ducks. We have to pay the bills. We have to still make a living, um, and kind of, um, you know, figure out the future for our family. Um, but one of the ways that I, um, kind of helped do this, and this is something that, you know, I, I've really kind of taken a liking to even before Lucas was the concept of restriction, so the, the the concept of not not just bringing into bringing things into your life that help you, but taking things out of your life that don't. Um, 
So it just really increased my 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 application of uh, restriction into my life. Yeah, and that's so difficult because all of us are different. You know, we have we have a lot of listeners out there, and and none of us live the same lives, and we're all presented different challenges. And you know, one of the things that Kevin and I continue to try and and, and specify on this podcast is that we have choices. We have choices that we can make. You know, a couple of episodes ago, we talked about you know, the idea of waking up in the morning and you want to go the easy road or you want to go the hard road. And, you know, you're not going to find any success at the easy road, right? Everything's going to be found at the end of the hard road, but the hard road is the more difficult one to, to, to go down. You know, it's got all these obstacles, hindrances, the road's rough, it's not paved. It's, there's all sorts of problems. And in your life, you know, you've kind of been dealt some cards and you could say that it's bad luck. Okay. You could say that it's adversity, but at the end of the day, you really only have one choice, right, Randy? And that's to forge on, move forward, put your best foot forward and keep pressing on. Totally. I mean, the, like, you know, you hear people talk about blessings and curses. And, you know, I, I firmly believe that whether something's a blessing or a curse belongs to you. You know, it's, it's for you to decide. And um, undoubtedly, Lucas has been a blessing to me and my family. He's taught me more about life than any any teacher, mentor, um, family member, friend in five short years. And guess what? Lucas is nonverbal. Lucas doesn't have words to tell me how he feels, but he's taught me more about life. Um, so he's, he's undoubtedly a a blessing, but I think that's, it's super important to, um, to not only say it, but, to to, to really look at it and kind of look at all the things that happened to bring, you know, when Lucas came into my life, he, he brought a lot into my, um, a lot of great positive things that, um, forced me to kind of explore my relationships with family, friends, my faith, um, work. And, uh, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable because it truly, truly is a blessing. And, um, I, I, my kind of recommendation to the folks listen is like, I think it's really important to have the positive mindset and sometimes you got to fake it till you make it. Um, but I think you really, really got to do your best if you really want to overcome adversity and find the beauty in the bumps. Um, I can assure you that they are there. You might not see them today. You'll see them tomorrow and two weeks and two years and a decade. Um, but take the time to kind of look back at some of the most challenging things in the, in the past, you know, 10, 20 years and be honest with yourself about the beauty that those brought you because guess what that allows you to embrace the challenges moving forward to your point there's an easy road and a hard road it makes you kind of go give me the hard road because i know it's going to bring me some awesome blessings it's it's so true and you know we referenced something in this uh in the wednesday episode of adversity randy and i just want to make this statement that I had heard and I thought it was so awesome and it fits everything that you're talking about right now. And it's this, the only disability in life is a bad attitude. I mean, how true is that? Yeah, no, that's great. And it's, it's, it's true. It's, um, it's just crazy how you do have a choice to, on how you see things and how you respond to things easier said than done. Yeah. We, I mean, we spend time, so much time talking about a lot of this being like a personal relationship that you have with yourself that attitude comes from in there. And, and I think it's great. You, you've said it so many times that, that Luke is a blessing. This whole situation is a blessing where a lot of people would refer to it 
as a challenge or as adversity. You have made the choice to turn your attitude into, hey, this is a blessing. Can I, can I ask Randy, was there a time where this was adversity to you, where this was a challenge more than it was a blessing? Yeah. I mean, I'm an eternal optimist. So I remember talking to friends like, Hey, you know, we, we, when we're doing all these testing, I was just, gosh, you know, like we may be, you know, in a couple of years, I'll look back and kind of go, guess we were just a little over worried and everything was fine. Um, meaning like I, I didn't expect to have news like this. I, I thought, you know, I, I've lived a very charmed life. Like the, the, Things have gone in my direction a lot in my life. I just, I didn't expect a curveball to really catch me and it, and it did. Um, so I, I had to really sit with it. And when I sat with it, I, um, I looked into the future and not knowing what it was, it, it's scary. And, um, the life you think you're going to have, um, is going to be different forever. Um, like for example, a hundred percent of the kids with Lucas's conditions, um, do not live independently as the age. So Lucas, barring any changes, um, will live with my wife and I, and at the time it was, I I never thought my wildest dreams that would happen. Um, and you know, surrendering to it and surrendering obviously doesn't mean giving up, but surrendering means this is, this is what it is. And you get to choose what to do with it. Once I surrendered to it. It just allowed me to have a totally different outlook on it. The new normal. So I mentioned it before, Randy, you you had this very successful career. You're you're, you know, on track to really hit some milestone peaks and tons of leadership positions and make a boatload of money, I'm sure, and and do all these things. And I know that you have embraced this so much that you you you've kind of left a lot of that behind. Can you give us an update on, you know, what's Randy Allen do every day now to embrace this blessing and, and where's it going from here? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I've been in kind of the, the healthcare sales and business development world for 20 years and you know, the, the vast majority are kind of early stage companies. And I um, recently kind of took a pause. Um, I, I left uh, a company I was at for five and a half years and kind of roll up my sleeves to, to dive into raising funds for um, my son Lucas's association. It's called the association for creatine deficiencies. And um, it's a small, but mighty org. I mean, it's the, the board is all parents of um, children with, with this, with these conditions. And it's, um, you know, it, it made me realize whether it's the Alzheimer's association or the Parkinson's foundation, or, you know, you think about how much, um, great publicity breast cancer, um, awareness has, it all started with an idea in a group of people who want to make change for the people they love. And so, um, you know, I'm working with an awesome team of folks, um, to, to try to, to fund research and to, to really take it from kind of academic research to translational research so they can actually find a cure. So, um, that's what I'm doing kind of full-time now. I'm a volunteer board member, um, raising money and awareness. So, um, you know, with with the ultimate goal that, you know, children can get diagnosed at birth and then have a treatment within a week and, um, you know, 
kiddos with these conditions can live, uh, you know, a standard life just like, um, just like Lucas's older brother Jack. Where can people go to donate, or what sorts of things are you doing to to raise money? Yeah, I, I think one of the biggest challenges this condition has is we think it's underdiagnosed by at least a hundredfold. You know, it, it gets diagnosed as autism or developmental delays, um, or you know a lot of children have seizures with this. Um, so, uh, you know, a, a lot of this is, you know, if, if you do know someone who has, you know, is perhaps nonverbal and um, has severe developmental delays is, you know, ask your doctor to get tested, screened for creatine. So to, to get screened to see if um, they have a creatine deficiency. Uh, and if you want more information on that, you know, go to creatineinfo.org. That's creatineinfo.org. Um, I know it's that time of year. So if you guys, you know, want to open up your pocketbooks and donate, gosh, a hundred percent of all donations at the end of the year are going towards research um, and, and ultimately finding a cure for these kids. Awesome. And you're also hosting a podcast. Is this a informational uh, podcast? Yeah, it's a, it's a podcast specifically for our community. Um, it's called Ramblin' Rare. Um, and, and kind of probably as we, as we expand, we'll, We'll have some more kind of rare diseases, but th- there are over 7,000 rare diseases. And a rare disease is one that kind of impacts, um, you know, just tens of thousands in the U.S. Um, and, you know, the, these ones just don't get a lot of love because um, there's not a ton of, you know, a, a ton of patients that are impacted and a, a ton of industry focus on it. So we need to kind of band together as rare diseases and help one another out and kind of spread spread the word. We're kind of like the or kind of like the startups, the early stage companies of, of, of diseases. Um, and we need to get some funding to, to ultimately kind of change the world. Randy, your, uh, your message has been so powerful and, uh, I'm, I'm super excited for, um, you know, folks to listen to this and, and take your viewpoint on adversity and, and what to do with that. So if, if I could really ask you one final question here, what would you define adversity to be? You know, what are the words of Randy when it comes to adversity and how to handle that? Yeah, I, I think in the simplest terms, it'd be experiencing something that is very unexpected, that has significant results, significant um, impact. You know, so I mean, obviously, if you, you know, get a parking ticket, you know, that's, that stinks, but it's not significant. Um so I, I think true adversity is when it's something you don't expect that has substantial impacts. Um, and I think the, the, the quickest thing people want to do is knee jerk and kind of go, Oh my gosh, why did this happen? This is not supposed to happen. Um, poor me. And, and it's okay to feel that. I mean, that's, that's natural, but I just encourage folks to really try to go deep and, um, you know, find the beauty in the bumps. Cause uh, you know, I'm telling you, I, I have not only done this with Lucas, but I've done it with other things that have been challenges in my life. And to look backwards and see the tangled web of what these, what these adverse situations bring when, when it comes to kind of blessings. And it's, it's absolutely wild. If you do the work. I love that uh, bruises and bumps statement. That is just phenomenal. Kev, uh, let's get your final thoughts on this as well. Yeah, I mean, you've you've had so much great things to say and I mean, I just again, I just love the the personal at the the personal choice that you've made to embrace this as a, as a blessing instead of 
considering it the these big challenges and I remember still remember the very first time that you and I started to kind of dive deep into what was really going on at home for you and so um you know I have a five-year-old who is very close in age to Lucas and and I remember you being around my five-year-old and then um really this wasn't when they were five but you know Mac was a lot younger but I remember you being around him and then you really opened up to me about it and and I remember thinking like, oh, this is much more serious than I had ever realized or envisioned before, just because we hadn't had an opportunity to kind of dive into it. And you really have gone just so far above and beyond in your in your embrace of it, really. And and it, and again, that just speaks to that that eternal optimist that you, that you said you were, and and I am also an eternal optimist. And that's why we've been friends for 25 years. And I've spent so much time on this podcast talking about that attitude and you just, you've got a great attitude and you know, that's why we wanted to bring you on here today. So I just want to say thank you and thanks for the story. And it was, that was great. For sure. And then if you don't mind, I'm going to plug one more thing. I think it's important to to understand what adversity means to you, but I think it's important to also look at what it means to your family, you know, and, you know, for me, it's my wife and it's my other son, Jack. Um, but also like I've had, we've, Kevin and I have a, a mutual friend who's got, a, you know, a special needs brother and it didn't hit me until why he's so special. Our, our friend um, who's neurotypical um, it's because he got to be the big brother of someone with special needs. Like, yeah. you know, Lucas is not only a gift to me, he's a gift to his brother, Jack. Jack, you know, gets to experience how to love someone differently at a young, young age. Um, and I have no doubt that's going to, you know, create a special, special man for the world in years to come. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Jason, why don't you close us out here? Yeah, we want to thank uh, Randy for coming on, and we certainly want to thank everyone for tuning in to part three of our adversity episode. We've hoped you've enjoyed Randy's story on adversity. Seriously, please take his advice on how to deal with adversity. Randy spoke with incredible insight on not making excuses, being resilient, and controlling your attitude. His insight on adversity could truly make a difference in your life. And uh, just been amazing. Randy, thank you so much again for coming on here, sharing your story. We know that it will impact and influence our listeners. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Go donate. Go listen to the podcast. Please do. Uh, Yeah. So, all right, guys, we will see you back and better than ever on Monday for a brand new episode. Please continue to rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. The more you rate and review, the more this podcast will get to more people. You can also hit us up on Twitter at 10 to win pod. Remember, if you are impacting or influencing just one person a day, it's worth it. Everyone has 10 minutes to learn a winning mindset. Thanks. Thanks for taking the time to create a winning mindset. Remember, we'll release a new episode every Monday. So be sure to start your week off right by listening to 10 to win. Please subscribe, like, comment, and share our podcast. And remember, if you're impacting or influencing one person a day, it's worth it. Everyone has 10 minutes to create a winning mindset. Yeah.